Hey there, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. As always, please subscribe, rate, and review the show wherever you can. On today's show, we will be talking about the town halls of Donald Trump and Joe Biden and how they differed. We will also be talking about the overall state of our country right now and why it is so important to elect Joe Biden and vote Donald Trump out. And finally, Donald Trump has yet another Republican defector. All of this and a little bit more on today's episode. My name is Brian Rundle. This is Run's House. Let's get it started. Anybody else ready for this election? I don't know if I can wait another six and a half weeks. I, I'm i more ready for an, this election. I'm more ready for this year just to end. I don't know if you saw Donald Trump's town hall. I can tell you I did not watch it live because it's just, as I've said with his press conferences before, I cannot watch this guy live. I just can't do it. I'd rather watch it in broken up clips so I could see the commentators pretty much call him out for his lies before or after they show the clips. But just to sit there and watch this guy lie and nobody really call him out. Now, George Stephanopoulos did a pretty good job. Did I say that right? George Stephanopoulos. George Stephanopoulos. Yeah. All right. Whatever. You get it. Um, he did a good job. You know, there was one time I did see, though, that it just it's bothers me so much. Donald Trump again, has said that there's a health care plan. It's ready. It's ready to go. He's going to be rolling it out. And George did a good job. No, I'm not trying the last name again. George did a good job of pressing him on it a little bit and saying, well, wait a minute. Three years ago, you told me there was one. A couple weeks ago, you told Chris Wallace that there would be one in three and a half weeks. And we have seen nothing. And then Donald Trump babbles again, and I just want somebody to stop and go, no, wait, what is the plan? Why are you keeping it secret? If you actually do have one, why not roll it out right this second? What are you even doing on this stage? Go home and get this plan out so everybody knows exactly what it is, and let's get it rolling. What are you waiting on? But it really wouldn't matter because he would just roll over that question anyway, and he would just make up some bullshit and squirm his way out of it. Meanwhile, his followers will still go around yelling how they're not wearing a mask. Did you see that litany of idiots in a Target screaming and yelling that they're not wearing a mask and it's against their rights? And I mean, I've never seen such stupidity in my entire life. I mean, what kind of stance is this? It's just the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen in my entire life. It's it's a stance against wearing the mask. And I can't believe it's September and I'm still talking about wearing masks and people getting angry at it and people protesting against it. I mean, I've said what happened to this country and, you know, unfortunately, it's probably just always kind of been there. But we have a leader now, a leader of idiots, and they're not ashamed at all. In fact, they're proud. Chris Rock did a routine before about how some people wanted to keep it real. But real dumb. And that's exactly what these people are. Real dumb. I guess these idiots were playing We're Not Gonna Take It, the Twisted Sister hit from the 1980s. And 
the lead singer came out and said that I do not condone these people using my song and they are morons. Something to that effect, which you hit the nail on the head, D. Snyder. But back to the town hall, there was a great moment, I'm sure many of you saw it, where a lady was asking the president about pre-existing conditions and in the middle of it, Donald Trump tried to cut her off and she just stopped him and said, oh, excuse me, sir, please let me finish my question. And just the look of him having to sit there and be quiet and know that he could not interrupt this woman because how horrible it would look if he did. And usually he doesn't care about that kind of stuff, but it looked to me like he was almost trained to sit there and try to be quiet because the handlers probably told him, say, they're going to go up there and try to rattle you. Be as cool as you can and just sit back. But the look on his face, like, oh, how dare you cut me off and I'm really close to saying something. But he didn't. He held back. But it was just a beautiful thing to watch. Somebody actually just sitting there saying, be quiet, let me finish my question, do not talk again until I am done. That's how all reporters should treat him. There was another moment in the town hall where a young lady asked him about why did he downplay the virus. And even though it's on audio, even though we've all heard it, he of course said, downplay the virus? What are you talking about? I would never do anything. In fact, I didn't downplay it. I probably up played the virus. He says he upplayed it. I have absolutely no idea what that means. Couldn't find any commentators to figure out exactly what that means. But there he is again, even though it is on audio, even though it came out of his mouth, he claims he did not downplay the virus. In fact, if anything, he did a better job with the virus by not saying anything. I don't know. It just it's beyond comprehension at this point. But there was a little bit of a slip it may have been a slip, or it may just be that he has no idea what he's talking about. But when they were asking him about the coronavirus, instead of saying herd immunity, which means a bunch of people getting the virus and them essentially passing it on to each other so we get rid of it at some point because everybody got it. Of course, it's going to wind up killing people. But instead of saying herd immunity, he said herd mentality. And it is, again, a interesting slip when the herd mentality are the people who go to his rallies or the people who listen to every single word this guy says. They believe Donald Trump when he says Vladimir Putin had nothing to do with interfering in our election. They believe Donald Trump over scientists when it comes to the coronavirus. I mean, they believe every single word he says, and that is what a herd mentality is. And a herd mentality are the things that cults are made of. Now, on the flip side, Joe Biden had a town hall of his own in his hometown of Scranton, Pennsylvania. And that was exactly what a president should sound like. He answered questions. He was empathetic towards people. He had sympathy. He was just somebody that really looks like he wants to help the American people. He doesn't care what side you're on. He doesn't care 
if you're even a Trump supporter, he really wants to help the American people. He even said to a couple people out there, give me your name and I'll send you some information. And you know he's going to do it. I really, truly believe that Joe Biden is going to have at least have somebody go get those people's information and he's going to make sure that they get the information that they asked for. Or at least that he told him he was going to give him. I get the sense that he does care. Is he going to be able to pull off everything that we would want him to pull off? No. But again, I get the sense he's at least going to give his best effort. And they're going to do everything they can to make this country a better place. Joe Biden gives us the chance to give us back our decency. And what I saw from him on his town hall, and I didn't get to see the whole thing because I was watching the Celtics game and I'm a diehard Celtics fan and I'm really upset right now, by the way. So I I don't, I don't want to get into that game because it's just going to get me off on a tangent and I'm really upset about that game. So I'm doing this podcast under duress. I'm sorry. Okay, where was I? Where What I was saying was, is that just watching Joe Biden when he talks to the people and when he talks policy and when he talks about his vision, uh, this idea that Joe Biden is afraid to debate Donald Trump, I cannot wait until he debates Donald Trump. He's going to kick the shit out of Donald Trump in a debate. I promise you, because now the moderators have a whole new job, a different job than they've ever had in any political debates. They are going to be forced to fact check everything that is said up on this stage. And I hope they fact check both of them, Donald Trump and Joe Biden. But I have a feeling that the moderators are going to have a field day fact checking one of those guys. Who do you think I'm talking about? But with just a little over six weeks, things are still looking pretty good for Joe Biden. He is steady in all the polls. Although it does surprise me a little bit that after all this news that comes out about Donald Trump every single day, it seems like, how he's just not opening up the lead more and more and more. But I guess that is a testament, if you want to call it that, to the Trump supporter. They are going nowhere. They are taking a stance that is unbreakable. It is not going anywhere. And you know what? Okay, that's fine. But what I also believe is I don't really think Donald Trump is picking up any new voters. I think that people really are tired of what's going on in this country. They look around and they do not see America. Even the people outside of this country look in right now and go, what is going on in the United States. It is an America I just never thought that I would see. And it's really a shame. And one of the biggest shames about it is, you know, for years, decades in this country, we have had political debates amongst all of us, between our friends, our family members, you know, colleagues, just it just has happened. And yeah, you're really not supposed to talk, I guess what they say, at especially at work or you don't talk politics, you don't talk religion, and then everything's going to be fine. But if you did jump into that arena, you could have a cordial discussion if you did it properly. Now, I just don't see how that is possible. I don't see how it's possible to have a cordial conversation with a Trump supporter. I mean, and the main reason for that is it's not a fact-based conversation anymore. You know, opinions are one thing and we can all have opinions. If somebody said to me, "I think Donald Trump is doing a great job because A, B, and C," and you 
either knew about it or you go looked it up and it was all true, then you're like, oh, okay, well, at least I'll give him that because he does have a particular reason. He or she has a particular reason to like this president. But if you're telling me that you like Donald Trump because he's built that wall and keeping Mexicans out, which is not true, or because he's responsible for Americans saying Merry Christmas again, which that never even went away. So I don't know what they're talking about when they say, I mean, those are the kind of conversations that I have with Trump supporters. And for me, the debate is really not that much fun anymore. It used to be fun for me. I used to like to talk politics and debate politics. Now you just go into these circles and these tangents of ridiculousness that makes no sense. I mean, we're talking about Donald Trump failing America during the coronavirus and somehow it leads to Hillary Clinton killing people or just something so ridiculous that I'm like, what, why, why am I doing this? And, you know, sometimes I get accused of being this radical leftist because I don't like Donald Trump. And I've made it clear I don't like this president. I've also made it clear that if I had a political leaning, it certainly is towards the left. Now, I've been critical of the left. I've given my suggestions of things about the left that I don't particularly care for. So I do feel like I'm as fair as possible. But because I'm not what they call giving Donald Trump a fair shake, I was, what are you talking about? Been doing this. He's been doing it for four years now. What, what is it about Donald Trump that I should be giving a fair shake to? And let's say you can convince me that there's two or three things that he's done that's been good for me personally. Overall, this guy is a menace to the presidency of the United States. And because of that, it is turning American citizens against each other. That is what has happened. It has become a civil war. And there's really nothing civil about it anymore. We are watching videos all over the place now of people from the left, people from the right. They're screaming at each other. They're getting into fist fights. They're, it's, just, it's just this country is lost it. It, it. We have lost our minds. And I think really the only way to get back to some civility is to put Joe Biden in office. And listen, even if it were a Republican candidate, I would be first in line to vote for somebody that was a normal Republican candidate. I try to tell people, I say, I'm not the only one saying this about Donald Trump, and neither are the people on the left. There are a line of hardline Republicans, Ronald Reagan Republicans, John McCain Republicans that want this guy out of office and are going to stand in line and vote for Joe Biden to do everything they can to get him out of office. The Lincoln Project is one podcast that I brought up on here before, and it's mostly Republicans on there who say that the behavior of this president is unacceptable. This is not a normal Democrat versus Republican kind of thing. This is a dictatorship versus really the American way. But because it has now become somewhat mainstream to be an idiot, that even if Donald Trump loses, I don't think that this kind of politics is really going to go away. 
You have Donald Trump Jr. waiting in the wings. Another person they are talking about for 2024. Are you ready for this if you haven't heard it already? Tucker Carlson is a serious candidate to run for president in 2024. Could you imagine? And in 2024, the Trump base, they're going to be looking for revenge. But that's why it is really important that Joe Biden blows out Donald Trump in this election. If somehow he can just pull out these states like Texas and Georgia and win all of the swing states, hopefully that is going to be the biggest referendum on a president in the history of our country. And we have got to give the message that this kind of presidency will not be tolerated anymore. No, I'm not against Republicans because Donald Trump is not a Republican. I am against dictator wannabes. I am against people who clearly say that they are the president for the red states and not for the United States. He does not care about the blue states. He's made it clear. He even made a comment the other day about how the numbers would look a lot better and there'd be a lot less deaths if you took away the deaths in the blue state. But back to what I was saying is, I truly do believe I can be fair. If we're talking about a logistical and coherent conversation, I could be fair if somebody makes a good point. But I don't see any point that a Trump supporter makes to me where I go, hmm, you know what, maybe I should consider that. And again, I go back to, even if there was one, okay, I'll give you the one, but that's not enough for me to say, yeah, maybe he should stay president. Before Donald Trump was president, you know what I used to do? You know how I used to get my news a lot? I would always listen to conservative radio all the time because it gave me an idea and a sense of what they were thinking. So I could listen to what they had to say. And if they did make some good points, then I could go, you know what? Okay, I could see their side on this thing. But it also helped me in a conversation with somebody from the right. And I was a little bit more prepared on how they were going to respond and what they were going to say. But I used to listen. I used to call in. I was on Sean Hannity's show twice. And for the record, Sean Hannity's show, it is, it's a farce. It's what happens is I called in because I wanted to talk about what they were talking about. And some lady said something to the effect of, well, we're getting ready to wrap up. But can I get your phone number and I'll call you back tomorrow? And I said, well, sure, I guess. Sure enough, phone rings and they put me on. But the show wasn't live when they put me on. So I was like, well, wait a minute. What's going on? So I went through the whole thing. Then I turned on the radio and found out that I wasn't there. So I was thinking to myself, well, wait a minute. How could I be on the Sean Hannity show when it doesn't come on for another hour? And then I realized what they did was is they record it and it was an hour behind. And when they recorded it, I listened to my phone call and they edited half of the things that I said because you always have to make Sean Hannity look good on that show. You can't say anything. You can't not that. And I'm, I'm not trying to say that I went in there and tripped up Sean Hannity. He didn't know what to say, but they did edit part of my phone call. And then about six months later, I get a phone call 
and they said, hey, you know, this is the Sean Hannity show. We really adored when you were on there last time. I really don't even think they remembered. I think they just put notes. And we would like to have you on again. And I'm like, you know, I'm always up for the challenge. I'm always, I'm like, sure, let's do it. Even though I knew the last one was edited, I said, let's do it anyway. So I get on the Sean Hannity show. And this time he's all prepared with his recordings and all kinds of things that I wasn't even talking about and went off into a completely different tangent. So they have to do this thing where they're going to try to make anybody that's on the left or a liberal or whatever you want to call them look stupid and look dumb. But I didn't. I held my own. But again, edited phone call. I don't know, even asked me if I was a democratic operative or somebody. I have no idea what you're talking about. But That was bogus back then, but at least I liked calling in and there were other conservative radio shows that I would call into and, you know, talk and have good banter back and forth. But nowadays I can't listen to it. I just, because now it is a clown show. The fact that they are rolling along with whatever this president says and does to me, it just, it's not even real anymore. It's not even worth the conversation. I mean, how many of you out there are still involved in these conversations? Do you have friends, family members that you are no longer speaking to? I certainly have that on Facebook. I mean, I know I've either been unfollowed or I have been unfriended. And I really don't even do Facebook that much anymore because it is just so irritating to go on there and look at the continuous false narratives that everybody puts up there. These memes everybody wants to put up there about the NFL players are kneeling tonight and there was a cop shot yesterday, and it's just, it's like, no, it, you're missing the whole point, and you just gotta sit there, and you wanna bash your head against the wall, and say, why, why are people insisting on just ignoring what the true message and the true problem is, but, you know, look, you guys know what I'm talking about, but before I go, there was another breaking story Olivia Troy, do you know who she is? She was the former aide to Vice President Mike Pence, and she is now claiming she is voting for Joe Biden. She had worked as the Homeland Security Advisor to Mike Pence, and from everything that I've seen and read about this woman— Everybody on the Pence team was doing nothing but praising her, telling everybody what a phenomenal job she has done. But she came out with a video and said the way she saw Donald Trump handling this coronavirus and the way he did not care about people and the way he let people die, I just cannot, as a human being, my conscience cannot allow me to continue to work for this administration and to vote for Donald Trump. So I will be voting for Joe Biden. And again, there's another one, another Republican who has the same views as I do, but I'm the radical leftist because I don't like Donald Trump going to be a very interesting six weeks. But anyway, as always, I thank you guys for listening. If you are listening to this on the first day it came out, which is Friday, you can catch me live tonight on What's Up People News TV. That is on channel 323 on YouTube. I will be joining host Frosty McNuggets, Oreo, and 
Frosty Knowledge, you guys know them. They've been on the show before. Frosty Knowledge has been on three different times, I think, now. So I will be joining them live at, I believe, 7 o'clock. It might be 6 o'clock, um, but I'll be tweeting out when I go on there. So check that out, guys. And even if you can't watch it live, you can go back and watch the recording of it. Uh, and as always, you can follow me on Twitter at brun13. Please subscribe rate and review the show. And you know what? Do me a favor. You're going out there and telling people to vote. You're telling people to register. While you're doing that, you can tell them to subscribe to Run's House Podcast. I mean, help me out, guys, please. Um, if you have any questions or if you want to make any comments about the show, please send me an email at runshousepodcast at gmail.com. As always, I appreciate you guys so much for downloading and listening. I hope you have a fantastic weekend, and I will see you guys again on Monday.